In this episode, I speak with BitLab Paul from Nairita Services, a social enterprise based in India. BitLab is the innovator of Bungaroo, a proprietary World Bank awarded rain harvesting technology and product. Through Bungaroo and its unique women climate leadership model, Nairita Services has helped free over 150,000 poor farming families across India, Southeast Asia, and Africa from food insecurity and abject poverty. BibLab is a globally acclaimed development professional with 30 years of multidisciplinary experience across irrigation, agri-innovation, and government policies. His work is the recipient of an incredible 30 global laurels, and to name just a few, UNFCCC's Climate Action, US State Department's IVLP Gold Star, and USAID's Securing Water for Food. Welcome to the Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano, and I chat with creative entrepreneurs and business owners around the world about what it takes to start, sustain, scale, and sell a business. We talk about real-life scenarios to help you understand the path before you, to inspire your journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. BitLab, it is so wonderful to have you here today. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. How are you going? Fantastic. That's good. So you have created a globally awarded water irrigation technology that is described as gender-centric climate change mitigating processes. Can you explain in simple terms what that is? Thank you, Leo. Uh, our innovation name is Bhungru, B-H-U-N-G-R-O-O. It is very simple. It is the Bhungru means hollow pipe. So what Bhungru does, whenever there is a flood or erratic rain or excess rain and your land is getting covered or submerged with the water, Bhungru filters it, injects it underground, stores it underground, retains it, it underground and then allow you to retrieve it in the dry period. So in monsoon time, in the rainy period, in the flood time, your land submerges is salt. Your whole water is taken away from your land. In the same water, after filtration, stored, retained and retrieved to give you back the irrigation water in summer and winter. So the land which was not giving, giving any crop in monsoon, and any crop in winter and summer can start giving you three crops in the first year. That is our innovation. So you have the two extremes. You have the monsoon season, and I used to live in Delhi, by the way, so <laughs> I remember the monsoon season very well. And what's happening is there's so much water and your system is bringing it down through a pipe and storing it underground during that time correct? Perfect. And then when there is no rain for a long period of time, you access all of that water. Now this helps sustain and create the crops. This is absolutely genius. 
<laughs> really. <laughs> like, how many people have you helped with this so far? Please give me the numbers. Yes. Uh, we started with the one poor woman farmer in desert areas of India-Pakistan border. Mm-hmm. And currently, we have reached more than 150,000 poor women farming families across 18 states of India, besides that in Southeast Asia, East Asia and Africa. And we are now supporting different organizations and through government, different partners. So every day, the number is increasing exponentially. This is a massive amount of women that you're helping, 150,000. That is truly extraordinary. There is also a lot of other women as well everywhere. How are are you choosing these particular women to get access to this technology? Yes, it's a very, very important question. So we don't select the women. Women select the women. So our whole technology, Bhungru, as I rightly shared with you, is an innovation. It's a technical innovation. But technical innovation is useless if we don't interface with the human being. Mm. And follow our father of nation, Mahatma Gandhi, principles of Antataya, that is serving the last person in the queue in the best possible way. So, and in fact, she is a woman. So, we have created the whole Bhungru technology interfaced with the gender-driven Bhungru execution and rollout and scaling up model. So the, we train, we have created the standard operating protocol. We train our unschooled women farmer to identify where and how they can use the technology. A. B where and how and who can use this technology. See where and how and who and what type of material locally available they can use for developing the technology. So these are the principles we have created. Based upon that, local omen farmer, we call them omen climate leaders, they identify the needy omen, identify their need, identify the technical feasibility of Bhungru, identify operational feasibility of Bhungru, then create the whole SOP of delivering Bhungru, and then they take it ahead for serving their peer groups. Ah, so, so that's how it's being scaled. You're training somebody up. They're getting a full understanding. They look at the land they are the ones that have to figure out, okay, this is where I'm going to drop the pipe because of these reasons. And they implement all of that. The rain comes, everything happens, collects the water, they see it. Now, I think in the beginning, this could be something that they may have looked at and been very confused or perplexed with what is this thing after all these years and years of going through drought and monsoon, these people are coming along with this pipe thing telling us to use. Did you have to go through a whole 
experimental scenario of dropping it. Of I mean, of course, you're going to have so many iterations. Implementing it, and then once they could see how to extract that water, that's probably the point where they were like, okay, I get it. Or did wow. it take more than that? Because it's cult- it's a uh, behavioral change is very difficult because we are programmed from, uh, you know, when we are young. And I know when things, even for us as we try to progress, I know when things get extremely difficult for us trying to learn new things. It's so uncomfortable that we'll instantly try to revert. If we are not aware of our own behavior, we will go back. And actually, this is what I think a majority of the population around the world does. Things get hard. They, they go back to what they were doing without having the awareness of, oh, this is how our brain works. Now that I know that, I have to stick with this uncomfortable feeling and have faith that this new thing is going to work. Is that how you would look at it? Perfect. So I think you have summed it very, very well. Initially, I started the work in 1997, 1998, 1999. Mm-hmm. I, that time I was, I was a bachelor and I was working in the field. I didn't have any money and no resources. I only understood the problem. So once you understood the problem, it is always as a scientific mind, you always try to go deeper and deeper and deeper to identify the real root cause of the problem and then try to find whether there is a solution. And if there is a solution, how it can be uh, doable and then proof of concept can come. Mm. When I started analyzing the problem, I found that surface level water in the rain is coming and there is huge water that is detrimental. Whereas Mm. below the ground, there are so much of space where I can store the water. That can be three principles. Uh, based upon that, the water can be stored, aquifer storage and recovery, manage aquifer recharge and recovery, and vertical drainage. These are three scientific principles based upon my design I have created. But that time, when I started in 1997, 98, 99, nobody helped me, no money, no resources, no support, no laboratory, no technology provider. Everything was zero, 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 zero. How did but you know I, there was all this space underneath the ground that you could create something to store the water? I, I'm coming to that answer actually. So right. what I found is we can take my idea that every, every you have to understand the mother earth is a lady. First thing, respect mother earth. She's a lady. Every like my mom, she gave birth to me. She, I came from her belly. The same way mother earth gives birth each of life form of water to us. So oh, Mother Earth has enough, enough, enough space in her belly to, to make us survive. My mother make, made me survive. Similarly, Mother Earth is allowing us to survive. She never asked any money for that thing. My mom never asked money to give birth of me, as simple as it is. So there is a space. There should be a space because she is a lady. She has a space. Only thing is that we have to respectfully go and try to understand and scientifically judge and then take an informed scientific decision. That is the way I went forward. So 
that is the way i went forward to designing my technology but your question was little bit different your question was how people trusted me nobody trusted me they right. spat on my face is, mm. they they were abusing on my face they were telling it's a miracle it never happened it cannot happen it never works it never works it never works i tried with the male members initially in the village level and i was failing every time i was failing iteration failure iteration failure iteration failure so every time i was failing male member are getting sidelined they are gradually kicking me off from the village nobody trusted me nobody nobody accepted me then surprisingly the poorest poor women farmer came forward they told we are losing our crop every year nobody is going to support us if you like to try something too as you like we trust you if you fail nothing to worry if you fail fail for once don't do the same repeat failure that is the biggest learning don't do the same repeat failure i learned from my own farmer their widow their backward caste their caste ridden their their underprivileged their unschooled they have all challenges the mm, biggest really? thing have knowledge and golden heart mm. head heart i trusted on them and i tried with those omen farmer on their land and bingo how long did that process take once you 13 years. 13 years i think more than 13 17 years actually you worked on this for 17 years to perfect it till it started working or did it start working yes. earlier on no i started in 1994 continuously working on the same subject same thing When did it take seventeen years for it to actually work, or were there iterations that were working? In you could kind of see it was enough to keep you going. It was like, okay, this has happened, and you'd analyze it and document it. Don't do that again. Now I'm going to try this, this, this. I mean, this is an absolutely extraordinary story. <laughs> really, it's <laughs> such an extraordinary story. <laughs> this is a lot. This is a lot and the fact that it took 17 years I mean people give up after 10 minutes <laughs> these days with everything this is truly extraordinary the, you must have such incredible patience not me alone my wife as well <laughs> I think so I think so I mean So yes. she trusted you and you you had a good support with you the whole time right she just kept encouraging you I was I I was I was I was doomed financially I was I was I was I was sidelined I was boycotted I was I I lost everything in my life because you were trying to create something to help people And This is the crazy thing about what happens in the world and I see it a lot when people are attempting to do something new and I'll tell you one of my greatest life-changing moments I've ever had was during covid I did a course that was offered from Yale online the science of well-being which tells you in the most simplest way how our brain works and it tricks us right it has this 
um, job to keep us alive and to stop doing things that it doesn't know about. So it will put obstacles in the way. But I am so fascinated with this. This is why I do mindset work. It's um, you had the support of somebody to keep going. That's really all we need in life is we need just to have support and encouragement and a bit of a kick in the pants to keep us going as well. <laughs> you know, when we drift off a little bit. Um, but aside from that, one very critical thing that I learned was about why our brain is doing it and anything that we are looking to do in the future, we must visualize it and go on faith and take those steps forward. That's it. But a majority of people don't understand how their mind works and our brain will only ever look at things that have happened in the past. And if we've failed at everything in the past, it's a disaster. This is why people don't move forward. It's absolutely fascinating. And why, why haven't they taught us about our brain? <laughs> it's the most important thing. I guess it's the same with finances, right? Learning about your brain and understanding finances would help a lot. But again, one very interesting point um, was we think we know what we want, but we don't always. We think we want the big fancy things, but it's not the big fancy things. It's the recognition from people to be accepted. And when people start doing something that's outside of what they know that threatens their behavior and it looks like change, that's another thing. People hate change. So I, I'm a huge fan of yours <laughs> for having gone through that. That would have been incredibly difficult to do. And I would love to know, what all these men think of you now, 17 years later, and you've helped 150,000 women. <laughs> Where are these men now? <laughs> well, that is a very funny story, actually. Um, can, I, can, I, can I elaborate your answer? Of, okay? of can course. I, I would love that. So when I was working on Bhungru, I was trying to give a solution for the water logging. In your land, there is a flood of water logging. As you rightly question was that the initial design I did only four inch diameter and only 30 feet depth. Uh, if you see a centimeter, that is uh, four into 100, 100 millimeter diameter and 30 mean 30 into uh, that is 10 meter depth. Mm -hmm. Over a period of time, now we are doing, we are, we are managing or we, are, we have designed 17 designs, each of five variation and starting from 30 feet to 1200 feet, four inch to four inch to 24 inch, all variation we have created. So your iteration question was that. Now that is part, part one answer, but your question was the, how the men feel when the women are, are, are in a belt. They were mm. not happy. Mm. They were happy because in Indian system, in the patriarchal system, they always consider power. Mm. Power, the visualization of power comes from machine. If mm. you have a, if you have a machine, a tractor, you are you are yeah. powerful. 
If you have a treasure, you are a powerful guy. If you have a car, you are a powerful guy. If you have a bike, you are a powerful guy. Second, in the rural areas, if you don't have car, if you don't have treasure, you have tractor or you have two-wheeler, second power equation comes from the irrigation power. Who is managing the irrigation? So irrigation is an asset. Mm-hmm. So always control the assets. They love to control the assets and show off their power. My Bhungru or our Bhungru, me and Tukti's Bhungru, dismantled that power equation. First time in life, in history of India, at least as far as our knowledge, five women came together and they own the water. So they own the irrigation. So male has to come and beg in front of oh. them for the irrigation water. That must not have been good. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. I have, I have tears when I'm telling you that story because I have seen through my eyes when the woman feels feel the emancipated from the from the patriarchal system because these women every time abuse them, misbehave with them, uh, uh, address them badly. The same men in front of them are coming in front of begging hand. So the whole equation gets changed and oh, they become. Wow. Right. That's it. Other question. Did they ever try to be destructive with it and destroy it? Yes. Initially, they were very, very antagonistic. I will give you the part two answer, actually. You will be able Mm. to understand. There is a huge game in the rural India on the land. Land ownership is the biggest power equation. And in the village, suppose there are 100 households, 100 families. Out of them, only five or seven families are rich. Remaining 90 are very poor. So what this 10 family does, 10 family, they take, they have their own land holding, which is quite big land holding. And they create an equation through their power equation among themselves with the, with, the, with the cartel system that other 90 people become their disciple or become their under their mm-hmm. subjugation. Mm-hmm. So what they do, they elevate their land and let their excess water goes to the adjacent poor farmer's land, a poor woman farmer's land. And that gets submerged. So she cannot do any cropping in the monsoon period. So if you cannot do monsoon crop, you cannot have any food because monsoon crop is a food crop. So whole year you are devoid of food. Whole family. Wow. Seven members don't have any food. So your only survival instinct is that I have to have winter crop because summer I cannot do any cropping. Temperature goes to 55 degrees, 50 degrees Celsius. So only winter is left for me. So winter cropping, you need irrigation. There is no source of irrigation. So you have to go for external irrigation supply. So the same rich people, the same 10 families, they are the source of irrigation water. So as a woman, suppose Leo is there, she lost her monsoon crop. She cannot feed her three children and her elderly uh, father-in-law, mother-in-law, and then she has to come to again the XYZ person for getting the irrigation water for winter. Now the game starts. As soon as he finds Leo is beautiful, Leo is Leo is is having a one acre of land, and Leo doesn't have any any support services in the village level. He tries to exploit Leo mm. first psychologically. Then economically, so what she will, he will do, he will give the water, winter irrigation water, suppose six irrigation cycle is there, he will give first irrigation, second irrigation he will deliver by 10 days, 
third irrigation will will prepon by five days fourth irrigation he will give you so your standing crop is destroyed and you cannot pay the irrigation water so leo's land, leo's land gets mortgage to mr x now mr x pushes leo not only to give away the land free of cost for next 5 years to repay her irrigation water cost, oh that's horrible also make leo to work in his land whenever he likes to him likes her to work so basically leo become a bonded labor mm. so <gasps> this is the game. it, it this yeah it's not a this i i i try to share it to chief minister and they are listening to me now because now people are listening to us earlier there were nobody listening we are giving the power dynamics of water and how it is exploiting women farmer economically socially and most important dignity wise mm. i don't like of my leo to be bonded labor to any ex person for physical abusement psychological abusement all abusement and that is happening mm. nobody mm. can stop it nobody can stop it because leo doesn't have anyone to fall back upon she is absolutely alone mm. oh objective of bhumru is to dismantle this negative process make my leo feel leo together and fight and get the gain of the land and dismantle the whole negative power equation to be economically emancipated psychologically free and most important get her back her own dignity leo uh it's huge they they don't have any protection there's no governmental protection against this amount that is damage this is social security model the social security model but this is all informal system there is no formality formal system is there so recent government has come up with the new farm policy where farmers can give the land on rent to someone else with an agreement where the bank loan is possible that will be helpful very big way for the omen smallholder and they are, won't be exploited right and the women farmers uh, I mean they're given the land that they have these women where were they given it like what what's the origin of how they get that land very important question i don't know the actual data but not more than 10% of indian smallholder women farmer has the land right not even 10% so suppose leo is my sister leo mm-hmm. is cultivating a piece of land i am in other village leo is in suppose x village or any abcd village mm-hmm. leo is cultivating the land on behalf of a verbal commitment from her in-laws that this land belongs to her husband and she has right to cultivate but there is no written document which enables leo to show or to prove or to claim or to to ensure the property right on that land that this is leo's land and a thing so changing now yes so what we are doing now now that is a very important question so bhumru is a tool i was telling you through mm. bhumru we are now expanding into different verticals or different questions of the rural systemic problem mm. one problem is a land so what we are doing now we cannot confront women cannot always confront with the with the system because they they get exhausted because they are already mm-hmm. overburdened so we have created a 
created an advocacy process, but through a strategic twist. What we are doing now, land without water is useless. You cannot do anything without water. Mm-hmm. So what we are telling that any woman should form a group of five to seven members, again women, to access our bhungru. So one bhungru is not for one woman farmer. It is for five to seven, now 12 women farmer together. They come together, they own one bhungru. As soon as they own bhungru, they have a SOP, standard operating protocols of land right entrustment from panchayat. That is local governance unit. That this mm-hmm. land, Bhungru is coming only because there is an entity that shows that this land belongs to Leo. And Leo 1, Leo 2, Leo 3, Leo 4, Leo 5, Leo 6, Leo 7, Leo 8, Leo 9, Leo 10, Leo 11, Leo 12. All 12 women come together. They say, this is the land I'm cultivating for last four decades. This is the land on the name of my father-in-law. Then his four sons, then my husband, and from my husband, I am cultivating. But this land, you can cultivate with only with the irrigation of water. There is no irrigation of water. So, Bhungru will give the irrigation of water on this place of land, piece of land, provided you give in writing that this land belongs to Leo one and her husband. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, Leo's name came into the document. Yes. Leo one is the owner of this land. So that is the way. Water right. People like to have water. They don't like to give the land, but they like to have water. So if you like to have water, you give in writing. That is the game. Wow, what a process. Hey, everyone. I'm excited to jump in here and let you know about my upcoming program for 2022. People say knowledge is power, but that's not entirely true. If you do nothing with that knowledge, it's worthless. If you implement it, you become unstoppable. Creating your own business takes work, commitment, dedication to getting tasks done, working through the frustrations when you realize it's more than you thought and you feel like you're always on the verge of quitting. The easy thing to do is give up, but that just perpetuates a cycle because when there is something you can't stop thinking about, something that you really want to create, you'll never be able to shake it. What we're not taught in school is how our brain actually works. It is so hardwired with our individual beliefs based on our own life experiences that it takes the utmost awareness to know what you need to do differently to achieve your goals. This is the single biggest thing that can be the deciding factor on how well you live your life. When you're starting a new business, there are stages you need to go through. Analysis, planning, testing, strategizing, taking action, in tandem with accountability and support, etc. This is what I help my clients with. In my 10-week program, I'll take you from being stuck and not knowing how to grow to getting clarity and confidence that will get you to the next level. We'll make sure your niche, target market, offer, and strategy is solid by implementing systems and a step-by-step action plan to strengthen your foundation that will allow you to grow faster than you could have imagined. You'll gain clarity and confidence with every step, not ever having to return to where you were ever again. I work with a limited number of clients at any time, and to really help you, it needs to be a mutually beneficial fit. This is for someone serious about their growth, for someone who's tired of just getting by to having a healthy business that actually makes money. 
If this sounds like something you're interested in, send me an email to hello at leonimilano.com. That's L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O.com with the word apply and we can jump on a call to see if this works. If you can tell me one thing that you got out of this episode, I'll add an exclusive bonus. Now let's get back to the episode. It's exhausting listening to what they have to go through. So I can't even begin to imagine what it's like for them. It's a constant struggle. Um, And, you know, again, with COVID, how has that impacted in the last couple of years? COVID was disastrous. Literally, we are in the verge of closing. Oh, wow. Yeah, we lost everything. We lost in my family. There are four deaths. My mom is no more. I'm so sorry to hear. So besides the human loss, we also have the economic loss. We have the people's confidence loss, which is biggest challenge, mental strength loss, third Mm. challenge. Another problem I found the stress level became so high. It was very difficult for average people to think forward. They're all going inside. Mm. It has become uh, cocooned. Everyone is becoming cocooned. Everyone is becoming cocooned and, and derogatory or, or disturbing government policy and ever changing government norms and deaths left, right, west, north, everywhere. So it was very difficult. So COVID was very difficult. We were not able to reach the aspired level three years in our whole system got wiped off. I can say, and we, 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 our economy level, we are making, we are making cash, we are cash positive. We are making profit quite a bit before COVID and whatever the corpus we had during prior to COVID that allowed us to survive for next three years, because we had a difficulty in the 2019, 2020 and 2022 first wave, second wave, third wave, and it was very detrimental. So that was the source for us, but we never stopped ourselves. What we did that period of time, especially Trupti designed the whole program. She can talk with you detail. We identified Mm. the women, facilitated them for the knowledge passage. What sort of COVID protocol they should follow? What are the precautionary protocol they should follow? What are the referral system they should follow? What are the minimum level attention they can follow what are the minimum level cost effective solution they can do at a local level so these things we have done and we have facilitated facilitated a government system uh, and, and and medical system and, and and cloud support services for each and every one so that was the work we have done and with god's blessing if you say god willing uh, god willing we got some success and uh, world economic forum awarded us the best 50 organization in India, one of the best 50 organizations in India for COVID precautionary work as well. And we never wow. stopped ourselves in India. Bangladesh was also in very bad shape. So we helped in Bangladesh. And across India, we started in different states and we, we, we partnered with a different knowledge organization. We created the IoT-based support services for the oxygen. That was very important need at that period of time. And, and, and ICU support services and ventilator support services. This is the whole system we clubbed together. But agriculture-wise, COVID was difficult. But we got a government approval 
because irrigation became the essential services as per the government and all. So our work initially got disturbed, but then gradually picked up very well. And going forward, so you, you, I met you in Dubai and you are now traveling to different markets and demonstrating your product or are you meeting up with people that you're already in contact with or are you going and doing presentations to people that haven't necessarily heard about this kind of technology? Yeah. Uh, in last, especially Cartier, if I say Cartier Award, so when took and, the... And just, the, for the, just for the listeners, um, in 2017, your co-director, Trupti Jain, amongst many awards, was a Fulbright Scholar at Michigan State University and a laureate at the Asian Pacific Region for Cartier's Women's Initiative Award for this combined work that you've done, which is incredible. Yeah. So uh, I will give you three examples. One example is that uh, uh, during Cartier Award, the jury uh, who were the Cartier Award, the mentor of the Cartier Award, they created a whole ecosystem of knowledge for us besides the Cartier Award. So the Cartier mm -hmm. Award gave money Christian and, and, and very interesting platform across uh, across Singapore. It was in Singapore, in Singapore. So Trupti's work got covered and communicated and shared across East Asia and 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 and, and uh, Middle East at that time. Uh, Middle East. Uh, that was very, very helpful uh, on the exposure level. But simultaneously, I was fascinated with the jury and the mentors' knowledge ecosystem they have created for us. So mm -hmm. system, uh, within that system, we were able to find the right connection. Money comes, money goes. Connection comes, knowledge comes, knowledge never goes. Mm -hmm. So was most important for us Trupti or me together consistently delved into the knowledge processes and and created the connection and then tried to find how the connection can take us ahead like you we met in Cartier um, uh, session and then you picked it up but similarly there are there are Sally Shelley progress you know she she was advisor to if I'm not wrong she was advisor to Hillary Clinton so uh, she was actually the advisory panel of Hillary Clinton when she was going for the White House Shelley progress was still today she's helping us for gender to gender woman to woman support services and branding so these you cannot buy for money. This cannot no. purchase by money. This can only purchase mm -hmm. through heart to heart, golden heart to golden heart. So this thing happened. That is part one. So that took us quite ahead into the global domain where people matters. So that is one part. So we got extremely global exposure, especially Tupti got with Katia got ex extremely good global exposure at different platforms. Like Chicago, she was a speaker in Chicago Council. She was a speaker in United Nations uh, Climate Summit. She was a speaker in the, the, the Prime Minister session, all five, 15 Prime Minister session. She was a speaker in the Gender Just Climate session. She was a speaker in the COP Summit. So all this exposure mm -hmm. at the top level was very strong. So mm -hmm. that helped us a lot to get here our. Now come to the back. 
now can you hear me yeah now come to the back so going backward now back to basic we call back to basic so back to basic what we did we whatever the knowledge we got we try to refine ourselves now your mm. question is that what is we created the standard operating protocol of partnership so anywhere we have to walk earlier we are walking and talking and walking like that no now we are very structured we mm. have all united nation compliance we have created the united nation compliance protocol for working anywhere we don't work if we, if our partner is not following the compliance protocol number one that was not earlier second we have also created partner selection protocol we are very grateful to usaid securing order for food uh, they gave us technical assistance within the technical assistance they gave us the best of the best brands across usa and we clubbed them together and we created the partner selection and then partner progress path so if the partner is selected which path depending upon his caliber or her caliber she should take so we not only working with the partner we are also developing our partner this is very very important so our partner mm. has much more now with us that if we join hands with them we are not leaving undone we are continuously going to support them it is not that we are looking them as a marketing agency never we always try to make them our replicator we we make them the we make them they should be winner of all the awards and they should flood is better than us so if our partner is stronger obviously we are stronger so that is the second strategy we have created so back to basic in india every state we have created partners now every state bangladesh eight partners vietnam two partners you tell every country whoever comes to us we have a thorough diligent process and then going ahead so that is back to basic now come to policy intervention so tupti always is a policy lady so she told people we are working in the field results are excellent we are going to global um, fora it is very nice people knowing it but what is policy if we cannot be in the policy it doesn't make any sense because in india alone 50 million farmers need it mm. in india alone wow. other countries so we strategically work with the india government and now our innovation is the suggested component of the national rural livelihood mission policy this is the biggest policy of the india government targeting 5 billion dollar budget every year every year two years and targeting all women farmers of india all women farmers of that is if you see 50% if you consider 1.4 billion population so 0.7 uh, billion uh, big number i only think 50 million tripti tells 50 million that is the doable model so even 50 million farmer we target in india level so we have to go through policy so we are now taking two policy strategy one is the nrlm national rural livelihood mission second the national rural employment guarantee act both are absolutely twinned as per the principle of our theory so that is the back to basic into the policy now part 3 tripti told people we have done all good 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 thing but who will replace us we will die tomorrow so somebody has to come so we need to have a second line so then for last two years during especially during covid time when you have enough time 
we started taking classes across engineering colleges, across universities. And whoever the boys and girls are coming to our session, we are encouraging them to be the entrepreneur because you don't know when you get a job in the COVID, but you can be your entrepreneur and we will be giving you the technology. We are guaranteeing them our technology provided they do their entrepreneurship for a social impact. That is the commitment we need from them. And that is the way we are now helping young boys and girls to come and learn and be entrepreneur with us and simultaneously get our technology. It's, a, it's a quite a different technology, a difficult technology based upon 29 variables, geology, geodology, uh, art science, chemical engineering, mechanical engineering, civil engineering. But we'll club them together and give the boys and girls the technology provided. They promise us they will get it free, provided they promise us they will do the social impact. And that is the second line we are creating. To yeah. help the female farmers. Yeah. How, how does that go down with, you said that this is available to both the boys and the girls, so long as they take on this uh, social entrepreneurial role. How is that being met generally? With the boys, are they excited about it with the changes in the future or are you having a tough time getting them on board? We felt, we badly felt. We targeted the top-notch engineering colleges uh, in India. Uh, in the first session, second session, third session, fourth session, we found they are absolutely doesn't have any interest in either we are failed in communicating or uh, they are their way of life thought process totally different. They are clearly telling us that five years, four years engineering, two years management and then US job. That is the thing they're looking for. So they are not interested in the social impact. Very few were there, but they're more or less we failed over there. So we changed the strategy. We went to the lower cadre or not the top notch, but the below, 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 below which is the mm. absolute tier three, tier four cities or towns or village level schools or colleges or engineering institutes where very poor students or students from poor background come or the poor uh, students from agriculture background, agriculture farming background come. And mm. we are getting success because there we are finding people are accepting us. Mm -hmm. People are listening to our solution. But still, as it is online you need to have our is a purely hardware on the ground so it takes some time we found both female and male both are coming together especially in the tier four engineering colleges which is very very poor centering engineering colleges not very hi-fi not very iits like that they're coming forward and they are keen to learn the whole technology but the problem is the current education system in india doesn't allow them to allocate sufficient time because you need a time to learn a technology. So that mm. time they are not true. So we found we have to make our technology learning simple and shorter duration and acceptable within the current educational curriculum. So that we are doing now. We are re reinventing ourselves and delivering it on the ground. That is part A. Part B, we now got a support from IoT internet on things and now we are creating a societal platform that is internet-based knowledge support services anyone can go in punch the data get the different 
and get the design and do it so that is another platform we are doing now so anybody whether it is a boy or girl school or unschool college or unschooled educated or uneducated doesn't matter you can get a phone group so now you've just opened it up to whoever is serious about working towards not just having a better life but creating impactful change yes and i think they and i can see in a way that the the higher colleges they don't they wouldn't see the value in it because they're already doing their own thing they already have money and they're not necessarily thinking of everyone else not saying everyone is like that but uh, i guess it's a bit of making sure you know people are like well so long as i'm okay but you need the people to be thinking more outside of themselves and these people specifically can reap so much from using this system this is yes oh this is a lot it's so much work and thankfully you have the internet <laughs> to use for this but again for all of them to access the internet they don't how are they how are they learning this how are they getting access to the internet yeah biggest challenge uh, internet coverage in india has dramatically improved in last 7 years uh, mm-hmm. sorry last 4 years 5 years especially mobile after mobile uh, intervention and the, and the mobile service provider become damn through our chip it is it is no cheaper than anywhere in the world our internet uh, and the mobile telephony is the cheapest in the whole world i think because i just i saw in dubai and i saw in india mm. so majority of indian boys and girls are having now android phone not very expensive uh, maybe uh, not even uh, 100 less than 100 uh, android phone maybe many times second used android phone so what are you planning to do now for the all the uneducated women who haven't gone to school for them we have created the whatsapp group simple oh wow okay that's simple. good whatsapp that's whatsapp is used a lot mm. yeah and and in india whatsapp call is feasible and in india whatsapp is the only platform where you can send the voice messages video messages visuals photographs and real time so just use it simple uh, talk about resourceful really i've a huge amount of respect for uh, you you keep coming up against all these blocks and it's like what else can we try what else we got to do this let's try something else um i lived in uh, as i said i lived in in delhi in 2010 and when i was there i met a very lovely filmmaker sushmit ghosh who as we mentioned he had um directed the miracle water village and i always remember that and i think i met him at the british embassy or something and he, you know he's just gone from strength to strength but i love the work that he's doing in helping spread the word to help people enable them to not really just helping but teaching them because there is the poverty trap right where they become dependent upon 
the resources they're given. But if it's not sustained for a long enough period of time, again, that will just revert. So there is just such utmost care that is needed. There's the time and the education and the money, but all of those things will push them out of it because women are incredibly resourceful. You know, it's what, what confuses me with the whole um, inequality thing is women are so resourceful, so good at business, given the opportunity, they will stimulate the economy, grow the economy, which means helping people get out of poverty, which is what we want. So what is this short-sighted thinking from people that don't want that? It doesn't make sense. No, no, no. I, I, I think, yes, earlier in Indian context, there was a patriarchal system was very strong. And it was very difficult for women to come out from the home. Even in my villages where I work in Gujarat, uh, I know the lady who, the first lady who came out from her home for getting, uh, attending the meetings, she was literally threatened to, to break her leg. Wow. So that was the situation. And then there was a, uh, they put a uh, cover in the head, uh, not a hijab, hijab is uh, pulled, mm. but they, they don't, you cannot see their face. So that was a culture. Now the women are able to take off or take away that thing in our villages, and they're doing it spontaneously. They are not mm. disobeying the culture, they are disobeying the system. But they are saying this is patriarchal. We don't need the patriarchal system. But that doesn't mean we don't respect you. We respect you. We love you. We mm. honor you. But don't push something unwanted and uncalled for on our mouth, on our head, on our on on our body. So mm. that is the. Uh, I can say that is a that is a that is a thought process that is a regeneration or is a resurrection of their of the life value they are creating. So that is happening. That is part one. So that was the first step. Second step in India, the biggest challenge is the number of people and the poverty level is so high, and we have some institutional uh, I, I will say bottlenecks, and 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 some right. of the systems are st- uh, still still not enabling enough for uh, masses, forget about women and uh, women, even the masses to join in. Mm. So some of the services, some of the knowledges, some of the practices, some of the assets are controlled or centered to some very few or few people right. or, or maybe system. So, but with the advent of technology, number one, with the advent of knowledge process, number two, with the advent of social media, number three, and most important with the advent of mobile technology, Mm. or I should say accessibility of the mobile technology for the male and female across India is dismantling the barriers. So this barrier will break down today or tomorrow. Uh, My daughter, uh, if I see my, my elder sister, uh, at the age of 20, she was not not courageous enough or maybe she was not given proper space to go out and job somewhere outside our home. Mm-hmm. Now, in context of my daughter, she's 21 years old. She is traveling across India, across the world alone. So that has taken, obviously, maybe we are 10% of the Indian population. So another 50% has to take shape. But yes, it's happening. 
business take place. So this fifty will also come forward. It will take time. Right. Time. Yeah, it just takes time. It's so. It's just frustrating, and I I just feel like we the more people that know about it to the point where we don't even have to mention it anymore till it's not a thing, that will be incredible when that happens. Um, also, uh, you know, with the World Expo on in Dubai currently, uh, we've been fortunate enough to be exposed to more education around gender inequality, what's going on. And for the first time in history, they, they had a women's pavilion here, and now they're working on having one in Japan for the next expo, which is really, really fantastic to be moving everything forward. What, what did, did you have any idea uh, growing up, what did you want to do more than anything? I am coming from a very uh, conservative family of Bengal. Mm-hmm. I have come. I am the one boy. I I have two sisters. My elder sister, then me, then my younger sister. My sisters are far better than me in education. And the cultural system in our society was that we have to study, 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 study is the only option, and then you have to get a good job. We never thought of any entrepreneurship. Never thought of solving any problem. Or ne- I, actually, I never saw villages till uh, till uh, till my uh, till my twenties properly, or understand the village till my twenties properly. So that time I was clueless. I was visionless. Obviously, a little bit good student was there, so got scholarship and all those things. Studied from across the world, but. I was not. I was not even thought of that I can create Bhungru or I can create this sort of solution or I'll be working the field, working the domain with with those women whose language I cannot understand, whose food food system I cannot understand, the people I cannot understand, the the area I cannot understand. I'm coming from a place where nine months rain, and I'm coming. I'm currently working in a place where nine months is drought, so diametrically opposite. So I was. Absolutely zero knowledge about my future. Only thing I knew, I am a good student. I'll get a good job. That was my only aspiration level, a thought process. But I never thought of that. I'll be able to deliver that. But during my school days, I was a boy scout, scout boy scout program, and mm-hmm. there I, mom and my dad was consistently pursuing me for higher studies. But my mom always taught me that, beta. son whatever the good boy you are whatever the highly qualified education you 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 bring that is useless if you cannot bring smiles to someone's face mm it qualification will give you money make you powerful and give you car etc 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 but that is useless as my son as my son you have to do something which make me proud and that can only be possible if somebody smiles and tells me that your son is a great he did such a good job that's it amazing you had some pretty good people in your life that's for sure and you still do and this is what we need to be able to move forward is to have have the um the support and the accountability and encouragement to be doing well better things to create the, a better world and to have 
purpose. We need to have purpose. Or really, just like you said, I think if we don't have a, a purpose and a guiding star, then we literally squirrel our life away without having an awareness or thinking about what we're doing. But when we do put our mind to it, we can really make a difference. And the difference that you have made with Trupti and you continue to make in the world is unbelievable, really. Congratulations. <laughs> you have so much. I mean, it's, it's truly incredible, your tenacity and the desire to keep improving. I, I don't think a lot of people have this. It's really amazing. So thank you so, so much for joining me today. I have thoroughly enjoyed this talk, BitLab. Um, and I don't know, maybe I need to do a part two with Trupti as well so I can get another Ooh. viewpoint on the rest of the work that you have both been doing. Perfectly. So, yes, you should. Well, thank you again. And it was such a pleasure to chat with you. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye. Anytime, Anytime come to India. Oh, I don't have it on the horizon yet, but I do want to get over there. And I will definitely come and visit. And I definitely want to come and see one of these irrigation systems. That is for sure. So, yes. Thank you so much. You take care. See you later. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leonie Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.